From Bloomington, Indiana, welcome to Prescription for Healthcare on WFHB Community Radio, sponsored by Medicare for All Indiana. I'm Karen Greenstone, along with Dr. Rob Stone. Hello. Welcome to part two of our interview with Dr. Earl Robinson and Rebecca Robinson. Go to WFHB.org to listen to part one. In part one, we talked about the documentary film co-produced by Rebecca Robinson, The Color of Medicine, the story of Homer G. Phillips Hospital. Dr. Robinson talked about how difficult it was for Black physicians to obtain medical training. In this episode, we asked Dr. Robinson, what is your prescription for healthcare? And Dr. Robinson, that is the bridge to my question that the health disparities revealed by COVID exposed the weaknesses in the U.S., health system, a system that's based on where a person lives and works, whether they can pay or not, and institutional racism, what can be called a medical caste system. Knowing this, what is your prescription for healthcare? That is very difficult and very complex. Number one, the way the health system is set up now, it was cannibalized. I use that word because it was done for profit approximately 25 years ago, when individual health services were bought up by corporate corporate groups to monetize medicine. During my time, it was a doctor-patient relationship. And now if you see advertising on TV or in any media, it's always customer provider. So the thing where you had an intimate contact with a patient is pretty much gone. I saw patients, and my colleagues saw patients. If they didn't, if they couldn't pay, we provided services free. You can't even give free service now. You're almost paralyzed. We used to have what we call professional courtesy, where if a co-doctor came in with his family, we didn't even charge him. Now you could be fined for that. There's no way to get around the cost of medicine because everything is in an IBD form of charges. There's a compendium that is larger than any encyclopedia of the pay scale of how doctors and all services are being reimbursed, not only through the government, but through private insurance. And starting in the 1970s, these large corporate groups like before Blue Cross Blue Shield and after Blue Cross Blue Shield where private insurers started compensating, they control the compensation. But medical malpractice became almost to a point where doctors left the field. So nowadays you have doctors working under these arduous conditions. Insurance reimbursement that does not reimburse you except by a code, exorbitant malpractice, and the fact that you don't have a good doctor-patient relationship because it's all cut through by corporate rules. Hmm. Need I go further? <laughs> I say, so what, how would you, so what's your prescription? What do you think we should do? That is a question that I probably won't be able to answer. What I think could be done is that we have to release us from all of these rules 
and regulation and let medicine go back to a concept of a doctor-patient relationship because people's salaries aren't guaranteed to provide for medical care, that should be the first thing that happens both in industry and private, that there should be a a set-aside amount of either, I think the word would be takeaway from a person's income to set aside for medical care. And that percentage should be set aside to be Medicare, Medicaid, or insurance companies should not be the source of how doctors are compensated. Because to have the insurance company, they're taking a cut. And that cut is decreasing the amount that should be going for the service that's provided to the patient. So if you take insurance companies for profit, they mix, that would greatly reduce the amount of cost of medical care. So everyone is at risk there. I jumped to medical training. It should not cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to medical school. I think I had superb medical training at Indiana University, which was a state school. I was accepted at one white medical school and the two black medical schools. IU, I went to, I was accepted at Cornell and I was also accepted at Howard Mahari. I felt that I wouldn't go to Howard or Mahari because I would bump a student that could have gone there because I had the opportunity to go to my state school, which was Indiana. But the fact that I was able to go to Indiana it was cost effective because for the first year of medical school only cost me like $400. Nowadays, it's like Mm $35,000. Ridiculous. And for me to come out of medical school that had no uh, debt, even though I was paid uh, a ridiculous amount of money as an intern and resident, $35 every two weeks, and the most I made was $75 every two weeks in the last year as chief resident for total salary probably in five years of no more than, I I can't even get up to $10,000. Nowadays, you start out as an intern at $35,000, plus you don't have to work but 80 hours or less a week. It didn't bother me nor any other people all the obituaries I'm looking at, all my friends and colleagues expiring at 70, 80, 90 years old. <laughs> Most of us lived a fairly good and long life. But nowadays, everybody's having problems with anxiety, depression, leaving the medical field early because they're burnt out. They're overworking so much that medicine can do and society can do. If we lose our doctors, you lose your health. Dr. Robinson, part of what Karen and I work on is trying to move the country towards a universal system of healthcare, something like expanding the Medicare program, traditional Medicare, to cover everybody, everybody in, and leaving nobody out. Do you have any thoughts about that? I think that's an excellent program. I think everybody deserves and should have equal care. 
I don't think any care should be any better for those who are affluent versus those who are in poverty. Well, Dr. Robinson and Rebecca Robinson, thank you so much for joining us today. It's so nice to see you after this long hiatus, and we so appreciate you being here. Thank and you. Thank carry you. on with your good and work. And all the work that you've been doing. Yes. Thank you. I still have great plans for the color medicine. It's just getting started. My goal is to continue to introduce the film and for um, people to learn more about important story. I'm, I'm so grateful that my father is still here with us and mm -hmm. able to have these conversations with you. So every moment means a lot to me. So I listen I take note. I'm glad I have the film and hopefully I can continue this dialogue and introduce people to not only my wonderful father and grandfather and just other trailblazers in medicine. This is Karen Greenstone and Dr. Rob Stone for Prescription for Healthcare sponsored by Medicare for All Indiana on WFHB Community Radio. To your good health, everyone, stay safe and thank you for listening. We may never see this moment A place and time again If not now, if not now